Welcome to episode nine of Blessed by Brandy. And today is a special episode. Um, We are discussing Survivor, but let me tell you why this episode is so special to me. I'm celebrating and honoring my friend Ron, Ron Faison for those who don't know him. And um, we're kicking off his birthday week and he is a survivor. So before we even get into his story, I got a couple of gems that I want to drop from my heart. So 2020 is not looking like how a lot of us have planned, a lot of us have envisioned. Um, I know some of us who might listen to this have lost someone that we know um, due to COVID. Um, You know, there's so many things going on in the world with, you know, Black Lives Matter, with George Floyd, with Breonna Taylor, and with so many other Black men and Black women who are being killed at the hands of, you know, the police and police brutality. But what I do know is we are still here. What I do know is that we are survivors. This is the sixth month of 2020. And a lot of us probably thought that we wouldn't make it this far. A lot of us might have endured things in our personal lives where we thought that we wouldn't survive. So what I've learned over the past years um, that has helped me with 2020 is that it's a reminder that whatever you go through, it's a process. Whatever you go through is to elevate you. Whatever you go through is to bring you closer to God. Whatever you go through, there is a purpose for it. God still has you here. You are a survivor because God still has great things in store for you. God still has things that he wants you to do. So you're a survivor, right? God wants to you to continue to trust him. How do you trust God through the test? How do you trust God through the trials? How do you trust God through the pain? That's by drawing closer to him. That's by spending time with him. That's by seeking him. That's by surrendering to him. That's by being obedient to him. That's by letting God lead your life, right? God wants you to keep building your faith. God still wants you to keep believing no matter what it looks like, no matter what's going on in the world. What I've learned is although... It looks like things are going crazy. It looks like the world is being flipped upside down. But remember that before you get to the good, it always gets worse before it gets better. And God still has you here as a survivor because he wants you to see the better. So right now you may be going through tough times. Right now you may be going through a bad situation. But remember, it does get better. I remember reading one time, um, I forgot where I actually read this, but it says, in fact, the presence of difficulty is often God laying the foundation for his greater work to come true. Basically, God allows tests, obstacles, difficulties so that the work that he began in us can be completed the person that you're supposed to become, the rewards and the blessings that are going to be manifested. It's all a part of God's great work within you. And God needs you to survive. God needs you to keep pressing in. God needs you to keep your eyes stayed on him because what he has for you is far better than what's been. What he has for you is far better than anything that you went through. So yes, we may be suffering. Yes, we may be dealing with a heartache, but you have to know God will let you survive because he needs you to see his great hand at work in your life. So here are some questions I have for you. What did you survive this year so far that you thought you wouldn't? 
How were you able to use what was coming against you to draw closer to God? What blessing did you receive this year that made you believe that God didn't forget about you? If you are still here and you are and you are listening to this podcast, you are you are a survivor. Right? Pray the impossible. Dream and believe big. Um, don't count yourself out. Connect with like-minded people on this journey that you have because we are all here to help each other. We are here to help each other survive. God has a big plan in store for all of us. And what I do know is when you survive, whatever that trial, whatever that test, whatever that obstacle is, God is going to get the glory from your story. God wants you to magnify his name. God has you going through all of these things because at the end of the day, your story is going to bring people closer to him. Your story is going to allow people to see what God is able to do, what God will do, um, what God wants to do. Your story of survival is going to encourage someone else who may be going through a similar situation. So if you are still here in the month of June, you are a survivor and God still has great things in store for you. Remember, the best is yet to come. I hope that some of these gems that I dropped encourage you to know that you are a survivor. Remember, tough times don't last, tough people do. So keep fighting, keep pressing in, don't give up. God has something waiting for you that is going to blow your mind. So I'm excited. I am so, so, so excited about my friend Ron, who um, I'm highlighting today on this episode. He is a true survivor, so stay tuned. And we're back. What can I say about my friend Ron? He's a great friend. He, matter of fact, he's my family. This man here, let me tell you how God has his hand on this man's life. Um, he is anointed. Um, everything that he survived, God has kept him here. So um, I'm not going to keep going on and on, but his story is amazing. Um, his story, listen, if you don't see God in this man's testimony, in this man's life, then I think you need to ask God to open up your eyes and open up your ears and open up your heart and to change your perspective because God is real. So let's get into his story. Welcome, Ron. Thank you, Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your what's your Oprah name? My Oprah name. You know what I gotta come up with when I don't have an Oprah name yet. You gotta give you an Oprah name. I need an Oprah name. Yes. Definitely gotta come up with one. So back in 2019, I did a episode for Heart to Heart, and it was called Recap of 2019. I'm a survivor. And I know your story. And I knew that this would be a perfect, perfect, perfect topic for episode nine, um, not only because it's a perfect story and a lot of us have survived things, but one, it's because it's your birthday week and two, you are literally like a survivor. So I knew that as your friend and your family, I wanted to honor you in this way because, you know, people know, but people really haven't had a chance to hear your story. So 
Thank you for joining Bless My Brandy. And um, I want you to just share your story, share what's on your heart, because I know that God has used you tremendously to impact the lives of people who don't even know, people who know you, but also people who don't even know you. So the floor is yours. So um, I'll start from the beginning. Um, I was born in Inglewood in 1982. (laughs) No. (laughs) I'm not going back that far. So I, in, when I was 30 years old, I got diabetes. Um, And I'll tell you why I started from diabetes to tell my story in a little while. But I got diabetes and just, I'm just not a guy to uh, take it quietly. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So what happened was, I got diabetes. Um, I started doing things for diabetes awareness and trying to help spread the word about diabetes. Because I think in our community, um, meaning the African-American male, um, guys don't like to go to the doctor, one. And, um, you know, even it doesn't matter how tough they are or whatever the case may be, they don't like to go to the doctor. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then... uh the other part of it is the other part of it is, is that um diabetes is a real really bad killer um people talk about cancer um but the reality is, is diabetes kills more people than cancer does mm. a year and um i'm gonna tell you why people live with diabetes and don't even know it so, you know, it, they're like slowly killing themselves uh, with high sugar and glucose mm-hmm. levels and everything like that. Um, uh, the part of it is, is that people die from strokes and heart disease, uh, seizures, um, all these things. But all of those things stem from diabetes. Mm. So if if somebody say, oh, yeah, girl, he died of a stroke, chances are diabetes caused a stroke, mm. right? Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that people don't realize about diabetes, and that's why diabetes is the number one killer. Gotcha. So, so um, I had diabetes, and all these things I had to learn. Um, I grew up with my dad in the house. He had, he had diabetes all the whole time. It's just something he had, though. Like, I didn't Mm -hmm. ask a lot of questions. Um, You know, my part to making sure I didn't get diabetes was no red Kool-Aid. Like, (laughs) I ain't going to drink no red Kool-Aid. I was ignorant, (laughs) for real, for a long time. Right, because, you know, people be pouring mass sugar in that Kool-Aid. At the church, you know, after (laughs) service and everything, people be pouring um, sugar in them joints. and, And, like, you know, that's... That's a learned behavior. Like, you know that every, like, in between services or after every funeral or whatever, what are we going to do? We're going to eat some chicken mm-hmm. and drink some of that uh, that red Kool-Aid. All of that is bad, though. You know what I'm saying? And people believe, all right, we got it at the church, so can't be that bad. Right, right. But, no. We have to, uh, um, I was working with the Diabetes, American Diabetes Association, and I was trying to get an initiative to uh, go in the churches and give better options for 
what they are giving their people. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. what you get at the church, you you take home and you do the same thing. And I wanted to like just change. I just wanted to change the way black people feel about you know certain foods. You know what I'm saying? And I th- I thought it would stem from the church. It would it would help. But um, yeah, I uh, so I had diabetes when I was 30. Um, started doing uh walks and all types of stuff. You know, I, again, I work with the American Diabetes Association, and uh, I was very active. Uh, I was keynote speaker one year for the the walk. Um, I was on the I was a chairman on the board for the walk for three years straight. Um. And honestly, I worked with them until they uh, they disbanded the New York uh, leg of the American Diabetes Association. And the craziest thing is that New York is such a big market to other industries. Mm-hmm. Like, if you work in music or fashion, right, you can't get around New York. Like, you got to do New York. You know what I'm saying? But when it came to diabetes, they couldn't even get enough people to sign up for the walks. Wow. Like, they didn't think they were they were getting a return on the money that was spent, which was donated. So they ended up combining with the Long Island uh, walk. Okay. They disbanded the, uh, the New York City walk. And that's why I, I, I no longer work with them. Okay. But, um, so moving along, I uh, maybe like four years ago, I started to have like really bad skin issues, and several doctors told me that it was either psoriasis mm-hmm. or eczema. Right. So, in like 2018, I had a problem with my insurance, and I didn't have insurance for a little while. But I knew my skin was getting really bad. Mm-hmm. So uh, i never forget it. I had this big patch of dry skin on my neck. And it was white. And just, it wasn't like running or anything. But it was just nasty because it's visible. I was wearing turtlenecks and everything, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, and, and in 2007, my pops had... Uh, transplants done yeah kidney and a liver transplant right and when he had those transplants uh he got them done at mount sinai Mm -hmm. so i said oh they you know they haven't failed us so let me go to mount sinai where they got good doctors Mm -hmm. and in january of 2019 i went to mount sinai and the doctor called in, like, she was like, honestly, I don't know what this is. I don't know what it is. It's, it's, you know, it's unusual. Let me call in the head of the department. They called in this guy, and the guy's like, uh, yeah, well, you know, it could be a couple of things. It could be the start of lupus. It could be, you know, it could be cancer. Like, uh, yeah. I don't know. So I'm looking at him like, nah, man, we don't do no cancer. Right, right. I ain't about to claim no cancer. Uh, So he's like, do a biopsy on him and then, you know, let's see. So she then uh, cut some skin out of my chest, sewed me up. She was like, 
Yeah, take these antibiotics and this uh, steroid cream and let that hold you off for a little while. So I'm consistent with the steroid cream and the antibiotic, and I'm like, whoa, my neck is clearing up. I'm good. Mm, okay. I actually, like, some of my other skin look better. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm glowing a little bit, right? <laughs> so I had a follow-up visit with the doctor, and in my mind, I was going to that visit just to um, – I was going to that visit just to uh, give the doctor an update and let her also give me, like, more of what she had given me already because I didn't have any refills. So um, I was so confident about that visit that I even told my pops, like, yo, pop, yo, just circle the block. Like, I ain't going to be up there that long. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll, I'll be in and out. Hello, you still hear me? Yeah, I mean... Okay. <laughs> You got quiet. I was like, wait a minute. No, no, no. We here. So I went in. I went in. I went up. She was like, oh, have a seat. Um, I got your biopsy results. And, you know, I just want to talk to you about them. In my mind, I'm like, hurry up so I can get the Jimbo's lady. Like, (laughs) like, I ain't got time. So, so, um, she's like, you have, she's using all these terms that I don't know what they mean. She's like, yeah, you have a, Cutaneous, uh, lymphatic, something, 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 right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like, um, okay, okay. She's like, da 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 da, da cancer, um, mm. and keeps going, right? So I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right, back that up. Like, what you mean, cancer, lady? Like, what you talking about? She's like. Yeah, I'm sorry to break the news to you like this, but uh, you have cancer. I'm like, what? What kind of cancer? Like, right. Honestly, I didn't hear anything after that. Mm-hmm. I didn't hear nothing she said. I was, I was so uh, confused, and I really, honestly, was like, yo, like me, God, you gonna do this? Mm. I got diabetes and cancer. Like, mm. oh, come on. So. Went back out to my pops, and I was like, yo, the lady said I got cancer. He was, he was like, what? Nah, we're going to get another opinion. You ain't got right. no cancer. We ain't claiming no cancer. Right. So I went, met with my sister, my mom, and my daughter. I told them what the doctor said, and immediately, you know, we got another doctor um, that happened to be in a hackensack. Okay. And, and she... uh. That lady um, took an appointment for me. Like my sister called and said it was an emergency. So I, I went to see her probably the next week, and she also did a biopsy. She called me back in two weeks later. Mm. And sure enough, right, she confirmed what uh, my diagnosis was and, you know, started to give me some options on... Uh, you know how to how to treat it. So, mm-hmm. all right. So my first three options, like it was like one was uh, a pill and something else. The pill would uh, have a negative effect on my thyroid, and I had to take another pill mm-hmm. just to protect my thyroids. Right. The other thing she 
uh, said was a, a lighting booth, like a tanning booth, mm-hmm. UV lighting. And I would have to go to a dermatologist every single day. And uh, the last one was Valcor, which was a, a, a chemo cream. Now, hold on. Pause real quick. Now, for those of us who don't know what that terminology was, what type of cancer is it? Oh, I'm sorry. So my my cancer uh, is called mycosis fungoides, right? And immediately you think fungi, fungoides, whatever, like, you know, usually Mm -hmm. you think it's like has something to do with the skin and it's like a fungus. That's not the the case for this one. It's, It's a little bit misleading. It's a blood cancer. Okay. Uh, and is 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 uh the blood cancer affects my lymphatic system and um uh I'm sorry, it has a negative effect on my skin. Okay. But um, no, it's not a skin cancer; it's a blood cancer, right? Okay. So, um, when she gave me those three options, I was like. All right, let me take um, let me take uh, uh, the Valcor because the Valcor is the one you know in my mind. I had some work on the table, everything. I actually was supposed to. It was like, yo, do I keep working or do I slow down and you know give this some attention? And that's what I ended up doing. I slowed down and gave it attention. I had like two tours on the table. Mm-hmm. Where I would have, I would have been gone for work. You know what I'm saying? But I, I uh, paid attention to the cancer and I started my cancer fight. So I started off with Valcor, right? Mm-hmm. And immediately I downsized everything. Um, you know, I got rid of whatever car I was driving. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, I downsized my living situation. Like I downsized everything because I knew everything was going to start to be expensive. I had right. insurance, right? Okay. But I had an insurance that would pay a portion of of uh, what I was doing. And then insurance wouldn't pay for everything. Mm. So I got, I ordered a Valcor, right? The Valcor was $4,500. What? And that was $4,500 for 60 grams. Um, in 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 regular people terms, right? Uh, sixty grams is like a a thing of a tube of toothpaste. And that was how much? That was forty five hundred dollars. <sighs> That's Valcor. If anybody don't believe me, they can look it up. Is Valcor V A L E H L O R Valcor? Um, no, I'm I'm gonna tell you why I, I'm I'm explaining it that way. And I'm explaining it that way because people, you know, they look down on you automatically. Oh, you ain't had no insurance? What type mm-hmm. of grown man don't have no insurance? And oh, you you doing this and you can't pay you can't pay for your health. You doing this or you driving this? And mm-hmm. yo, listen, nothing I ever drove from the most expensive car to the most inexpensive car costs like cancer did. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So, yeah, Valcor. Um, the lady gave me a, a coupon where it was like buy one, like once you pay for one, you'll get half off on the next one. Oof. So, like, wait, half, great. Like half, lady, thank you. Yeah. So I, I like, I bought those tubes, 
and and um Valcoa mm-hmm. was 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 not working. Like I literally bought that just for it not to work. Wow. Yeah. Oof. Um meanwhile my skin's getting bad. Um I'm breaking out and and it's worse because areas are now open and bleeding and mm. like you know people looking at me funny and you know all that you know kids kids see right. anything yeah this little girl in the store one day she was like what's wrong with your eye oh like, great i think she's concerned but i'm embarrassed you know what I'm right <laughs> She said what everybody else wanted to say. Right. And you know, kids, they don't hold their tongue. Yeah, she didn't mean no harm, but, you know, they don't hold their tongue. Like, they say exactly what's on their mind and their heart. So, yeah, she was like, what's wrong with your eye? But that's some of the stuff that I had to deal with when I was traveling. Okay. Immediately, you know, people people um, just was quarantined this year, earlier this year, but I was I've been quarantined since March of 2019. It's yeah. June of 2020. I've been putting on masks, getting on planes. You know what I'm saying? I've been mm-hmm. wearing masks in certain. You know, I I I had a party last year, and it was Love Day. Mm-hmm. And honestly, my doctor's like, yeah, I kind of don't want you to go to that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want you to go, but if you must go. My doctor believes I'm a rebel, and and she's she believes that I'm only gonna listen to her sometimes. But honestly, I respect her highly, and I listen to her all the time because, you know, I just can't take no chances. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the one time I didn't listen to her was when I went to the party. Um, yeah, we know because we were sitting here trying to tell you to put your mask on, and you yeah. would tell us shut up and move yeah, away. Because um, the mask wasn't a thing that like. It wasn't a thing that I was used to at the time. You know what I'm saying? Right. That was April. And um, I just started wearing it like, the month before. And it was like, you know, all right. But moving along, um, mm-hmm. moving along uh, last year, things got bad, real bad. Like, I was in and out of the hospital um, periodically. And... Um, it's a lot. Like, you know, they was giving me a steroid to help my skin. The steroid was making my uh, glucose levels, that's my blood sugar levels, um, super duper high. So the average person, like, you know, the average person's uh, glucose levels daily are probably between 70 and 120. If you have diabetes, they expect yours to be a little higher. So they sometimes allow you to be at 150 or Mm-hmm. Just under 200, right? When I was in the hospital, my glucose levels was at 700, 600. Mm. Um, uh, in October, I was in the hospital three weeks out of the four weeks of October, wow. right? In November, I came home like maybe like November 1st. They did a thing for me at the church. Uh, November 4th mm-hmm. um, it was a benefit concert um, a gospel concert and uh, November 4th and by November 8th I was back in the hospital Whew. I stayed in the hospital from November 8th to January and what happened was they took me out of the hospital 
and took me to a rehab where I spent yeah. three days, and then I was back in the hospital for three weeks. Mm. So February, um, the end of February, by then I, I was back uh, in the rehab after three weeks of being in the hospital, and then uh, I came home from the rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and I dealt with a lot of things, man. Like, uh, like at one time I was in a coma, and you know I coded a couple of times. Like I had a mm-hmm. lot going on, man, that people don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, people on social media see, you know, what like what my skin looked like, but it was right. some things that I just couldn't post. It was just too much for social media. My sister was like, I don't post that. That's too much. Mm. My stomach is turning. Don't post that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, like, uh, so now you know I'm I'm home, and I had I had to learn how to do everything again. Like I learned, I had to learn how to walk again. I remember being in the um the bed in the hospital and not being able to turn and not being mm. able to hardly lift my arms. I was off social media and off mm-hmm. everything because. My fingers were too swollen to type, and like it's just mad stuff going on while I was in the hospital. But uh, God brought me through all of it. Uh, mm. I believe that there must be some work for me to do uh, because I survived. I survived, uh, you know, that long hospital stint. Um, and one of those times when I went from. One of those times I went from the uh, the rehab back to the hospital, like my paperwork says I had coronavirus. And this is before coronavirus is before, was even... Yeah. So what happened was I ended up back in the hospital like one time since I, I've been in there for that long time. I went mm-hmm. back for a week and I talked to some of my nurses and they said they don't think it was the, the, the killer strain that everybody has, but I definitely had a strand of corona. Wow. Um, and I remember it, man. Like, I remember it. I was in a lot of pain, and I was dealing with all the things that people say they deal with with corona. So, yo, if if I'm still here, even though I'm still fighting some things, I'm mm-hmm. still here, man. Um, when I was in the hospital, I went in at 235 pounds in October, right? Mm-hmm. At my lowest in the hospital, I was 159 pounds. Wow. When I came out of the hospital, I was probably like 170. Mm-hmm. And right now, I'm, I'm around 195. Okay. Which is comfortable for me. And, you know, it keeps, mm-hmm. me, it keeps me out of danger, you know? Yes. What happened was I, I beat diabetes with the weight. Come on. Come on, I was waiting for you to say that because yeah. I'm over here like, come on, talk about it. Yeah, like, like God used something that was, mm. you know, people would think of it as all the way bad to do something amazing for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, you gotta find the good and <laughs> the good in the bad. Exactly. If that makes sense, because it makes know, perfect sense. Yeah, like there's always something there for you. Like, even if it's a lesson or yeah, people think the only time they get blessed is when it, it is a monetary type of situation. There's mm-hmm. mad ways to get blessed um, other than money being involved. 
You know what I'm saying? And right now, I don't, I can't, I'm not supposed to drive yet, really. Um, I'm, I, I can't really travel. I just got, I just got uh, approved for travel. But, okay. But I can't be like, one, the airports are dirty. Absolutely. Two, when you get on the airplane, it's recycled air. Mm-hmm. So my doctor approved me to get on one flight coming and going, two flights um, okay. a week. She knows sometimes, like, you know, depending on what work is and everything, I'll probably be, uh, I'll probably be, like, back and forth on the planes a lot. Mm-hmm. The airports a lot, but, you know. So I'm gradually getting back, you know what I'm saying? The country, mm-hmm. the country's gradually opening up, and I'm gradually starting to get back some of the things that um, I did before, but... uh the, the the best thing I learned is patience. Mm. And a lot of us struggle with patience, right? Yes. Because we want things to happen now. We want that answered prayer now. We don't we don't want to struggle. We don't want to go through these things. But God, what I've learned too is through whatever struggle and trials and tribulations that you go through, that's how you learn patience. You gotta go through that endurance. Yep. 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 That's biblical actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Come on, Ron. You know how we do. Yeah. <laughs> at the party or whatever, we be throwing scriptures at each other, all that. Right. We have a we have a, a unique friendship and relationship. Like you know, I don't yes. know many people that can do that, but right. that's our thing. Exactly. That, that's our thing. But yeah, so I, I learned patience. Like and I thought I knew patience before, but I really know patience now. You know what I'm saying because now it was really nothing I could do. I wanted to walk, but I really can't walk. You know what I'm saying? I wanted to be out of the hospital, but I really couldn't get out of the hospital. All these things. And I learned about having to take baby steps to get back some things. You know what I'm saying? Mm, that's a whole word right there. Yeah, because you think, all right, you waited, you waited, now it's all the way good. The the light is green. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> As soon as I got the green light, I had to, you know, I'm taking baby steps and the light turned red again. Like, mm. that's how slow I'm moving. Like, it, it was no, it wasn't like I'm running out the gate. Nah. Yo, learning how to walk. I remember one time, um, I mean, like, I used to just come and go as I please. You know what I'm saying? So, like... I asked my daughter, my daughter's driving, and I asked her to take me somewhere. I had been in the house for a while, you know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, yo, I need you to take me somewhere when mama get back. She was like, yo, mama ain't going to let me hold her car. So in my mind, automatically, I'm like, yo, this little girl, I do everything for her, and she don't want to take me somewhere, man. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got an attitude. Yo. So then my mom comes in, I'm like, before I could say anything, she's like, uh-uh, you think you slick? You ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere. I said, what? I said, what? Watch me. And what happened? So I got up, right? But I'm, I got a walker. I'm putting on my coat. It's still cold outside. I call a lift. But, you know, I got a walker. So I'm, I'm like, you know, taking my time, getting out the door. Get out the door, and 
you know, I don't want to slam the door myself, but I want the door to slam on its own. Like, I want it to be a statement that, yo, like, I, I, I'm moving on my own. I don't care. Can't nobody stop me. I'm dead mm-hmm. wrong, though, honestly. You know, like, you sometimes you use what is positive and try to use it in a way that, you know, you know it's wrong. I'm like, mm-hmm. Ain't nobody hold me back. You know what I'm saying? All right. Saying, yo, so I get out the door. And waiting for the door to slam, I'm waiting for it. It's like, it, yo, the sound of it to me would have been like money being deposited in the bank or something. Mm-hmm. Yo, the door went to slam, and boom, slammed right on the walker, the leg of the uh-huh. walker. So, <laughs> literally, almost knocked me over. Like I didn't even, yo, I was mad. Oof, you talking about being big man? That was God, though. Like, yo, man, slow down. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, you think you, like, they, they ain't doing nothing that they ain't supposed to do. Right. Slow down. So I, I called my lift, and I ended up going to where I was going. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, before it was like, you know, I was going to walk out all crazy. God showed me. He, he humbled you real quick. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And, you know, that's that's what this has been. Like, yeah, I, I the things that I cared about before, I don't care about it all now. You know, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. like I don't care about cars and different things. Like you know, I still like to dress nice, but I ain't chasing no sneakers and mm-hmm. no designer stuff and all that. Like everything, I'm just just humble, regular on. I just wanna, I yo honestly, Brandy, I can't wait. To tell people what God did for me. That's what I want you to tell the people right now. I can't wait Oof. to tell people what God did for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, like, yo, when you be you be up against a lot of odds and uh, you know, and God does it, like it's 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 amazing, man. Yeah. It's amazing. Like, I didn't even I didn't get to speak to you, right? Um, but uh, when I, I, you know, I go to chemo. I'm on chemo. Right. I didn't tell some of the story. I've, I've been through radiation, and I'm on chemo now. So chemo, I go to chemo, and like in the midst of going to chemo, they test your blood for every single thing. One, they want to make sure you're strong enough to handle the chemo because chemo is very strenuous. Okay. I actually hate it. You know what I'm saying? But it's what I got to do right now. So, you know, you go to chemo and and uh, they take your blood. When they take your blood, they uh, they test it for everything. So if I got diabetes, I'm going to know it. Okay. If I got AIDS, I'm going to know it. Whatever it is I got, I'm going to know it. And so uh went to chemo last time and uh, my, my cancer status is actually updated mm-hmm. and um i'm in remission <laughs> i didn't even tell you that i'm in remission brandy god did it he did it he did it and i literally, yeah. I literally can't wait to tell people what god did for me you know what i'm saying Run. i can't wait my man Dion Kippen wrote a song, and 
uh, in the song, he says, so I can tell. It says, let your power fall when your name is called. Prove the doubters wrong. You are still mighty and strong. Fight this battle for me and help my unbelief. So I can tell all my friends you have won again. And, and the crazy part is... I'm over here picking Survivor just because, like, yo, like, he's out the hospital, and I know all that you went through, but not really knowing, like, that it had a deeper meaning behind it. Like, I'm so proud, and so, you got me all emotional. (laughs) Yeah, I'm emotional. Yo! I did it, man. Oh, my God. I literally, today, was walking around the house, and you know, walking, no walker, no wheelchair, and I'm walking around the house, and I just started crying because I can't wait to tell people what God did for me, man. Like, when I tell you God has his hand on, and we've had this conversation when I went to go visit you up at, um, when you were in the rehab, but God literally has his hands all over you like you are his anointed one you are his chosen one he appointed you so there was no way you're like the story of job right yeah where god excuse me takes everything from you he lets the enemy mess with his health he he allows the enemy to do everything to him except kill him and that's exactly even when you said you coded even when you said you went into a coma that's as far as God was going to allow you to go he wasn't going to let you go any further than that because it wasn't your time and for you to just have this platform for you to be the the face behind you know diabetes at that point for you to beat that and then that actually helped too I think you were telling me once you beat the diabetes that helped with your skin yeah and so now here you are in remission. Like I want, like people can't sit here and tell me God is not real. People can't sit here and tell me that God doesn't restore, that God doesn't heal, that God doesn't do the impossible. Absolutely. What? Yeah. Come on. God did it. Oh my God! I'm just over here. You know me. I want to do a good praise when I. <laughs> when this podcast and I'm gonna do me a whole good praise <laughs> I'm gonna do a whole scream and shout because that is so awesome and and so like from your story uh, two things for the people who don't believe in God what would you tell them don't make him show you <laughs> that you need to believe in him because this is what happens for me I, I'm a church boy. Like I've been in church all my life. I I really have a relationship with God. You know what I'm saying? So it's not a matter of me not knowing or mm-hmm. or, or even doubting God. But what 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 I just went through, uh, I, like what I just went through and what I came out of and what I'm coming out of is so strong that it had to be God. Literally, had to be God, and it he had to have his hand on me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. In the hospital, yo, I lost my best friend, man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I lost my best friend <sighs> through all of this COVID and everything, man. And we lost so many people besides him. 
you know, mm-hmm. past family member, all types of stuff, man. Like, right. God had to have his hand. Yo, that was a easy. Yo, he could have easily threw me in the Corona crowd. Like, all right. Yep. <laughs> like, let me just take him down. You know. Right. <clears throat> yeah, it had to be something that God wants me still here for. There has to be something. Mm. So I'm excited. I'm excited about life. I'm excited, man. I'm excited about life, and I'm excited about what I know God is going to do. I actually don't know what he's going to do, but me me knowing it's going to be him that's going to do yeah. it makes me excited. And so my other question is, what would you tell the people who are believing God for what seems impossible and they don't see God's hand, they don't feel like God is moving? What would you tell that person right now? You got to be patient. Got to be patient. God's hand is on you when you don't think God's hand is on you. God's hand is on you and God is protecting you when you don't think he's protecting you. Um, And, you know, you just got to be patient. Cause God will show you, and and when you get out of what it is, or when He He does what He promised, or when He brings you through, make sure you give Him the credit for it. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you acknowledge Him and, and who He is and how strong He is. Make sure you acknowledge Him, cause I I sure am. I can't wait. trust me. I was really honestly, I was I was praying that. The country would be open, and I could do like a joint type of situation mm-hmm. between um, Love Day that had to be postponed. I was wanting to do Love Day, my birthday, mm-hmm. and everything all together, and just make an announcement there. Mm-hmm. But I plan to turn the uh, the party into a sanctuary because. Sir, come on now. Let me tell you something, my. I'm going to give God what's his. I'm absolutely going to tell him that God mm. did it. You know what I'm saying? I have no doubt in my mind. Can't nobody take no... My father's a pastor. For mm-hmm. 20 years, he has a church. But he can't take credit for what God did. He mm. And he was with me every single day. Literally, I would wake up. My dad would be sitting there. Hey, good morning. You all right? What's up? Mm. Oh, come on. Oh, okay. I was about to say you came right back because it cut off. Yeah, okay. Somebody was somebody was calling. So I just Oh, okay. Yeah, my dad was with me the whole whole way. Like he would I would wake up and he'd be sitting there, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes I fall asleep on him, he'd be sitting there. My dad was with me, man, the whole time. But my dad can't take credit for what God did. Right. I'm just, I'm just, man as he is, and as strong, you know what I'm saying? Like, yo, can't nobody take the credit for what God did. And what I can't say without a shadow of a doubt, and I told you this in the rehab people who didn't know you were praying for you. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everybody was reposting you, and so people knew your story. Yeah. And I still have people asking me, like, oh, how's your friend doing? How's your friend doing? And they don't know you, but they just know you because of your story is so, it's well known. And the power of prayer 
is real. What does it say? When two or three are joined together, God is in the midst. Absolutely. So God was making sure he was hearing them prayers. Yes, he was. I was in Revolt Music Conference, right? And I was walking around and there's a publicist that I know for years ago. Uh, like a high caliber of a publicist. Like she has mad people under her uh, roster, but um, she was like, hey, how you doing, Ron? I didn't even think she knew my name. Mm. I know we follow each other, but I, I, you know, I follow mad people on social media, and I don't really know them, you know what I'm saying? So she was like, hey, Ron, how you doing? Like, what's up? She was like, yo, you was in my group chat. Wow. I'm like, yeah, group chat? Yo, I've been in group chats before. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every group chat story is a good one from, from me. You understand? <laughs> I've been in group chats before. I've been barbershop. Well, not barbershop talk, but I've been hair salon talk. Mm-hmm. Um, before, that was the old school group chats, hair salon talk. But um, she was like, yeah, you're in, in my group chat. I was like, for real? She was like, yeah, we pray for you every Monday. Mm. She's like, yeah, me, so and so, so and so, like all all people that you know, like that I've heard of or I worked with before, like mm-hmm. She's like, yeah, you in the group chat? We pray for you every Monday. So you're right. People are absolutely praying, and I'm not. I, I'm not gonna make it a thing like, yeah, you're you're popular, or you know, it, it's not that. It's right. Not that. Absolutely not. <clears throat> I don't I don't expect to be famous because I was sick, you know what I'm saying? Like it's absolutely not that. But I do expect to give God the glory for it. But you know what? There's a scripture and it's so funny cuz I read it was it today that I read it? Um I don't know the exact scripture but it says basically how God will make you famous. And when God makes yeah, you famous, make room for yourself. There's that one and then it's I will make you I will make you a great nation. I will make you famous and I will bless those who bless you or something like that. But the point I'm saying is when God makes you famous, it's for his glory. It's for his kingdom purposes. So no, you may not have thought like, oh, I'm famous or well-known because I'm, because you know, of what I dealt with, but no, God allowed you to, you know, become sick so that he can make your name great so that you can glorify him. So I'm telling you, Ryan, you are going to bring so many people to God. Like I, I, I getting chills saying this. Like you are going to bring so many people because, and it's amazing how you're. You know, you've done concerts, you've done tours, you've done parties, you've done everything in the promotion aspect. You always bring people together, right? <clears throat> and so God is going to use that, just like how you said you want to turn like Love Day and your birthday and all that into a sanctuary. Like God already gave you that skills on how to promote. God gave you those skills how to bring people together. God gave you those skills to have a voice. And that's exactly what he's using you for. Mark my words. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you got me putting on my Pray the Impossible hat. (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm telling you, God is going to use you for great things. He's not going to put you through all that you have been through. He's not going to give you this great of a testimony for your life not to be great for the things that he's doing in you to not be multiplied. Because he gives you double for your trouble. Yes. 
So everything that you went through, that, you know, cancer and diabetes and all that, God is about to double that and give you great rewards and great, you know, blessings. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm here. Early I'm glad on. I'm glad I know you. <laughs> Stop me. Earlier <laughs> earlier, uh you you mentioned Job and uh mm-hmm. you kinda like said I'm like Job, but um yo, Job got everything back, man. Come on. Got everything back. He lost everything, got everything back. I'm literally Job. Like Hello. All the all the all the things and I'm not even looking to get like I'm fine where I am. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like I'm so happy to be here and so happy that uh you know what God is doing. Like I I care less about a material thing or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. like uh that's 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 in the story of Job. Like God gave him everything back and more. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm Job, we'll see what God does, but when he does that, I'm going to give him the credit again. Mm-hmm. You better get ready. Yeah. I'm telling you. Better. Always mm-hmm. give God his just due. Better get ready. Mm-hmm. So if there's any last thing that you would want to share or encourage somebody, what would you say? Be, be patient with God. You know, that's that's something we all had to deal with right now because you know we locked in you know mm-hmm. we locked in the uh, house and you know the pandemic got us quarantined mm-hmm. and all types of stuff man be patient with God and just be in position for God to bless you Woo! because sometimes it might be a blessing for you but if you ain't in the right space or the right position you'll miss out so be patient mm. and stay where God wants you to stay and get your blessings and don't forget to give God credit for whatever it is that he does which mm. is everything make sure in the end you give God his just due mm. if you could see my face right now you know what the stank face that I be doing <laughs> yeah, like, the, like the stank face like cause that was a whole a whole word <laughs> A whole word. And friend, I'm so proud of you. I'm so thankful that, you know, we are in each other's lives. I'm so thankful that we are family. But most importantly, I'm thankful to have been a witness to see you go through, you know, from from diabetes up until now. And just to see your progress and just to see how much you've grown and matured. And I'm just, I'm glad just to be connected to you. And I know that this year for your birthday is going to be definitely a year where God is going to blow your mind. Yes, he man. truly is. He truly is. So I just want to thank you. Um, Thanks for having me. Of course, because I told you, you got a, you, you got a story. And you've always said this, too, you got a story to tell. And I just wanted to be a person to open up my platform to allow you to share thank your story. You so thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. I love you, Ron. Love you too. You know that. Yes. There we have it. I pray, I pray, I pray that by listening to this episode and listening to Ron's story, that you have a new outlook on God. You have a new outlook on the things you might be currently going through. Um, 
I pray that it truly changes your perspective. What I do know is 2020, it may feel like it's trying to break you, but you have to know you are a survivor. This is all a part of the plan that God has for 2020. We are halfway through the year and you can, you have to know that no matter what you're going through, God can change the situation around. So let's just continue to just dwell and know that God is real to know that we have to have, be patient with God and just to allow God's plan to unfold and to fully manifest because we don't know what God has in store for each and every one of us but what we do know is the plans that he does have for us is for our good even though it may seem like it's not it really is so let's get into our prayer Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every person who is listening to this episode. God, I thank you that you are in control of everything, no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like, no matter what might be currently going on in the world, no matter what we may be facing in our personal lives. Father God, we know that we are survivors. You have kept us here for this long. You have kept us here for a reason. You created us for a reason and for a purpose, Father God. You kept us here to be a survivor so that we can run and tell people about how great you are, about how marvelous you are, about how wonderful you are, about how good you are and how you have kept us here to just encourage other people to see you, God. God, I thank you that you continue to be a hedge of protection over everyone listening from the bottom of their feet to the crown of their head. Father God, I ask that you touch their eyes right now, touch their ears and touch their hearts so that they can receive you in a new way, so that they can understand you in a new way, so that they can experience you in a new way. Father God, no matter how bad their situation is, we know that you are the God of a turnaround. We know that you are a God who wants to get all the glory. We know that you are a God who uses suffering, Father God, to ultimately draw us closer to you for us to seek you for us to just worship you and to praise you father god i pray that as we continue on with the next six months of this year father god i pray that you continue to just turn things around father god i pray that you turn it around in a mighty way where people who look at us and people who hear our story have no choice but to say that was nobody but god only god could heal us only god can transform us only god can bring a blessing only god can do the supernatural so Father God, just help us to hold on to hope. Help us to hold on to our faith in you. Give us the confidence we need to continue to just trust in you. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. God blesses us so that we can be a blessing to others. And you have just been blessed by Brandy.